morning on the Upper East Side, where even our own blonde birdie has been spotted flying the coop early to make it to her morning classes. Leave it to Serena Vanderwoodson to make geek chic. Who knew Ivy would look so good on her? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we watched episode five of season four, Goodbye Columbia. Original air date, October 11th, 2010, written by Robbie Hall, directed by Jeremiah Chechik. An anonymous Gossip Girl blast starts a very damaging rumor about Serena. Blair decides to take a class with a powerful businesswoman, Martha, but a mysterious fellow student disrupts her plans to secure the position as Martha's assistant. Now, that doesn't really give you much. Gives you gives you nothing anything. about anything. Um, so we will go into it. My glass full of gossip tonight was a very delicious, delicious prebiotic specialty drink. Olipop is the brand, and it's vintage cola flavored, which I named the Clap and Coke. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> That's so good. They don't specifically say what STD Serena might have, but I decided to go with the one that I think is the funniest. Delicious. Um, does SVD have an STD? Oh. <laughs> so it's the Clap and Coke. Oh my gosh. Um, but if you guys have a chance to check out Olipop, this was so good. And it has all natural ingredients. It tastes just pretty much like a Coca-Cola, like a good, healthy Coca-Cola. Yeah, I I tasted a lot of gingerbread. Yeah, the aftertaste, because it has like cinnamon and nutmeg. So yeah, gingerbread dough flavoring. But delicious and I cannot wait to have more. Me too. They had other flavors, so I'm excited to try more. We can bring out from our glass full of gossip. We could. And you know, I've... This is a trend on this podcast. I mean, we do drink a lot of kombucha, but this is our second now like prebiotic soda. And I didn't even plan that. And they're from totally different supermarkets. So it's just like, I, this is what I gravitate towards. Well, like, ooh, yes. we both love that beverage. We do. And I think we should just make it a mission. If we see a prebiotic, probiotic kombucha <laughs> drink, we should just buy it and try it. Yeah. Buy it, try it here on Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear the review on the episode. <laughs> Um, as always, I'd like to remind our lovely listeners and Michelle of the three gossip words for last week. So we had assistant in which we had the Blair Chuck fighting ridiculous situation transmitted for obvious reasons. And then Parsons for the actual last ep- last sentence of the episode where Chuck is trying to get Jenny into Parsons. So excited. Yeah, I'm excited for this for next week. So um, another episode, I felt like I just had to sum up scene by scene. It was just easier that way. So we're going to start from the beginning. We open with Serena heading to class. She's trying to flag down a taxi when this man and woman dart in front of her and take her cab. And she yells at him because apparently this has been happening this entire week it's making her late to class that she can't get a taxi because this man keeps taking her taxis from her. And so to make it up to her, he offers to buy her a drink. But she's not interested. But he's clearly flirting and uh, she doesn't want any part of it. What a meet cute. 
What a meet cute. I mean, it's Serena Vanderwinden, you know. <laughs> also, like, just get another cab. I understand getting cabs in New York is really hard. It is. But this scene, it just seemed like there was cabs a lot behind. Of cabs. I know. Over at Columbia, Blair is going over these portfolios of different empowered, uh, powerful women who one day she's soon to be become like. And uh, she's hoping to learn something from them. And she has her minions look into them, with, get all their background. And Serena shows up, tells Blair, get this. She's excited to start over. No way. <laughs> No way. She's excited to put Dan and Nate in her past. It's like, oh, Serena. I mean, how many times have you said this? You know what? Power to you, girl. Let's see you do it. Let's see you actually come through and do it. Um, But she explains to Blair the reason why she's continually late to her English lit class. And apparently, you know, she's getting in trouble for this. Like the professor's at his his wit's end with Serena. And Blair's just like, why don't you get a watch? Like you need, you just, just, just show up and be early. Just, it's not that hard. Also, because she's a Vander Woodson, Mm -hmm. do you think that perhaps, maybe, she could have a car service right? and schedule a car to pick her up because Chuck does it. And I'm sure Blair could arrange that. And I'm very sure that Serena has the funds for this. I'm sure you're right. I don't want to assume. Right. But also. It would make sense. I mean, she's trying to do maybe this like basic B kind of like. <laughs> if you guys can, you guys hear solely, you probably won't even be able to hear her. But she's like talking so much um, in the other room. Anyway, so uh, Blair tells Serena to speak to her professor and explain what's been happening. And she mentions uh, a guest lecture taught by Martha Chamberlain, who is this powerful businesswoman. And they both agree that they should attend. And then Blair mentions that she's burying herself in classes in school because there's no room for Chuck to ruin her life with his war. I like the use of your air quotes. Yes, I had air quotes. And there's no way that Chuck would ever step foot on a college campus again. That's just not his thing. So she thinks she's safe at Columbia. Right. So Blair heads to the registrar's office, cutting the line, mind you, um, and she stumbles upon Chuck chuckaroo himself and he states he's going to audit a few classes before breaking ground on the bart bass memorial rotunda and his mission is just to take columbia away from blair and she tells her minions to sign her and serena up for the lecture in secret so that chuck doesn't know what she's up to so over in brooklyn Rufus arrives, I guess, to talk to Dan. However, Dan's not there, so he ends up talking to Vanessa and is making sure that Dan and Vanessa are good because Dan is not returning his phone calls. And then Vanessa claims they're better than ever, and they had a long talk. Wish we could have heard this long talk, but then on second thought, I'm like, I don't, I'm good. No, because I, I think we would have just sat there and been like, this is not going to stick. Right. And we so- know this is going nowhere. And apparently the topic of Serena was also included in there. So there should be no secrets. Everything should be out on the table and all is right again. And then you see Rufus's face and he's like, oh, okay. He seems relieved, but also maybe still a bit worried because he knows last episode Dan was telling him, you know, I I think I still have feelings for Serena or like alluded to the fact that he does. And this is where Rufus is like, you need to talk to Vanessa about this. 
He's concerned. He's concerned. He's like, okay, so I'm confused because now you guys are still back together and I know what I know about how Dan and Serena, like, you know, the feelings there. So it's it's a bit awkward for Rufus. Well, also, I think Rufus is just like, I don't want my son to act like this. Right. I think and I he, taught he you cares better about Vanessa too, like a daughter. And so absolutely, he's like, this is not this is not a good situation. Over at the Empire, Nate and Dan, speaking of the devil, talk about how great it is that Vag is on the men's again. Oh my god, we should bro, we should double. <laughs> scene cracks me up. Nate is so bro. Double man. We should double. We should double. And Dan's like, mm. <laughs> uh, no, but then also Nate's like comes to this Hamilton house party in which Dan immediately rejects, but then Nate says there's free appetizers. So him and Vanessa decide they're going to go. And then Dan says, hey, let's catch a movie afterwards. But Nate says he can't because him and Juliet have scheduled sex plans <laughs> that night and they can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's true they, though they haven't sealed the deal, and this is their opportunity. Which Padge was like, "You haven't slept together yet." He's like, "No, I took a play a playbook, uh, a page out of Dan's playbook, and we just talked and played Scrabble." <laughs> okay, okay, Nate, because we can have relationships but without also, sex. Like, hey, Padge, you don't need to judge Nate, right? So they haven't I mean, slept together he also yet. Just have like the sluttiest summer of his life, right? So maybe take it, take it, you know, pump the brakes. Yeah. So we have a quick scene at the jail where Juliet goes to see her brother, Ben, a scene that had us all like in question marks, like what the hell is happening? Yeah. So she tells him that Serena is isolated from Dan and Nate, and then Blair will soon be too. What so many is questions happening? Marks. What I was so confused. Liz actually took a photo of me, <laughs> and I didn't realize it, and got a very concerned look on my face. And she turned. She's like, "What?" I was like, "Is this Serena's brother?" That was my response. <laughs> and so it's like, and he's like, "Yeah." And uh, Blair will soon be isolated too. I'm like, so from Serena or from Nate and Dan? I don't really know what you mean by this. And like, I, I feel like. Were all that like gif or meme of Nick Young with like all the question marks over his face like what? But also <laughs> he says I need her to be left with nothing like I was. Yes. And he admits to Juliet, hey, use Nate to be the fall guy on this supposed plan of getting Serena kicked out of Columbia. Like this is our mission is to get Serena kicked out of Columbia. Why? We don't know. But he doesn't seem too keen on her having this relationship with Nate. And Juliet claims she's only dating Nate to keep in Serena's orbit. And that the goal is to leave Serena with nothing because she left Ben with nothing. Okay. So here's, I'm in class. Again, question marks. Miss, Miss Liz. Yes. <laughs> Miss Liz Bliss. Yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything else. I'm okay. just like interjecting where, how could this person mean so much, so much where he was left with nothing she I left know. him with nothing, right? She, he, he was I left with nothing. know. He, he said she left me with nothing. So to me, I'm like, oh my goodness, are you a relative? Are you a brother? And then, right, watch this play out. I mean, you already know, and like whoever's listening probably already knows. <laughs> and that I have to turn that off. But um, it, it kind of, oh my god, <laughs> it kind of makes you think that this is a relative, or. Or in Serena fashion, Serena's not even. <laughs> what a mess! This, I'm um, keeping all of this okay. in. 
trying because to keep a poker face, but just Soli, a mess Soli of a situation. I can't talk. My phone's going phone's off, going and Soli is has these meows. <laughs> Sidebar: Friends who have cats, when they eat, do they make these sounds? <laughs> Wait, you think she's still eating that? That's absolutely eating sounds. Really? When she eats, she makes. That's like a moan. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was moaning because our door was closed and she was upset about it. No, no, that would be a high pitched meow scratch. That is a oh. guttural eating sound. I'm sorry, sound. I'm not a cat mom, so I don't know the different sounds. <laughs> My other two don't make that sound, only Zoli. And I don't even know I if that's being I find that up. really funny. Okay, but back to anyway. Ben. Back to Ben and Serena. So what I was getting at was in Serena fashion, I could see this going where Serena's not even aware that she affected this person in this way. Right. <laughs> so this person has this. That's what I'm actually right. thinking. Like I don't he even, has a vendetta against her and she's like, who are you? Who are you? Right. I didn't do anything to you. Right. I, I cannot wait to see how this mm-hmm. plays out. Yeah. So he and Juliet kind of don't really see eye to eye, but Juliet swears that she has a plan. And so we can assume that Juliet sends a blast to Gossip Girl that Serena has an STD. So now everyone around campus is looking at her differently and Nate and Dan and everyone else are questioning, oh shit, is this real? So Serena goes over to Blair to complain about this blast and how Gossip Girl only reports on semi-classy truths. And like, this is just like... I'm so hella confused and why would she like point me out and start this rumor when it's not true? And so Blair tells Serena at that moment that Chuck's at Columbia and she needs to find a way to work around him being there. And so she decides that she's going to become Martha's assistant because that will kind of keep her occupied. I don't really understand why she needs to become this assistant. I guess it's just it's Blair and she needs to have a certain amount of things on her resume, you know? Right. And I was asking you that too. I'm like, I think I'm a little confused of why she's doing this, but she said the more that she's busy, the less she's going to worry about the Chuck situation. Right. Which I mean, hella, also, hella dysfunctional. And also, well, yeah, <laughs> but also you need to be distracted and, and this would look good for her. Yeah. It's so, a win-win. It is. So after the blast, Juliet is like, talking to Dan and Nate and going over the history of sex that surrounds all of our children and this person slept with this person and this mean this person slept with this person and so Juliet asks Nate to get tested before their special night together um just to make sure he doesn't have anything and at first he's like well I I haven't slept with Serena in a while and wouldn't I know if I had an STD and she's like you could be a carrier girls learn a lot more in school than boys And Nate says, okay, well, even though I know it's a rumor, I'll appease Juliet and I'll go get tested anyway. (sighs) So now this rumor has completely riled up Vanessa. She is miss, she's absolutely misjudging and and overthinking everything she already knows now or what she thinks she knew. And she's convinced that Sag had a sexual encounter the night of the supposed kiss. And so she runs up to Dan at Columbia, mind you. Why they're from Brooklyn to Columbia doesn't make any sense. But Why okay. are they both there? They don't just, go to Columbia. Just ma- made a comment that um, it doesn't make any sense that these two NYU students, its did they still go to NYU? We don't really know, um, would be all the way over at Columbia. Just like a passing, like passing thought. Oh, let me just head over to Columbia. It's not close. And how would Vanessa know 
Hodges at Columbia. Right. <laughs> I maybe Dan said, "Hey, I'm hanging out with Nate at Columbia today. We're going to the gym." They yeah, they did have like workout gear on. They don't really say exactly if they played a sport or they went to the gym, but it looks like they went together. And so she finds him at the Columbia campus. Luckily, I mean, it's a big campus. I don't know how she found him there. But she hounds him and she confronts him and he says, look, I didn't do it. And so she goes, okay, I trust you. And she apologizes. So Serena is reading in the quad and Juliet goes and tries to talk to her. And Serena's already suspicious of her, which she should be. And Juliet claims, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't start this rumor. I just came over to ask if you were okay, because the way our professor treated you in class was just a bit unfair. So now you know Juliet's in Serena's class. Like, of course she is. How is this girl in Columbia and in the classes? What kind of power does she have? Or she's just a master manipulator. She just she's like a con woman. Yeah, she's a con artist. Yeah. Um. So soon to be revealed. No, not not soon enough, unfortunately. Um, no. But she talks to Serena how it was unfair that the professor called her out for her tardiness. And uh, Serena says that she's already emailed the professor. She's going to smooth it over and apologize to him. And then Juliet Juliet mentions she would never start this rumor because, you know, it made it awkward between her and Nate because Nate is just like he freaked out over the news of this STD and decided to get tested like all on his own. And Serena's upset. She's like, oh, he knows it's just a rumor. And she's like, mm, I don't think so. And Serena's now pissed well, that as Nate believes this. Rumor. Yeah. And as she says that, you look over and she sees Nate and Padge heading into the health center. Yeah. And she's like, uh. Two men that she's had relations exactly. with. So she's like, do they believe this rumor? How dare they? So Serena immediately goes over to Pate. And they both have just come back from the infirmary, but Dan was apparently only there for moral support. And Serena's upset with Nate that he went to go get tested, and she calls him out for all of the loads of sex he was having over the summer. And so, yeah, you should get tested, but don't do it today, because if you do it today, it confirms the fact that you think I have this STD, and now everyone on Gossip Girl is going to know that you believe this. And Nate mentions he doesn't care if Serena, if it hurts Serena because he's doing it for someone else and she's the priority. But also it makes you look bad too. It does. Nate. Right. It does. Later on, Vanessa arrives home after trusting uh, Dan, but she sees another Gossip Girl blast that shows a picture of Dan at the clinic signing something, even though he was just there for moral support, I guess just signing in that he was there. And also, you're not a student. And you're not a student! Exactly! So, so maybe signing difference? in as a guest? I, maybe. Um, so she's like, oh shit. And now she's thinking like, he had to have lied to me because why would he go and get tested? Valid. 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 But also... This is just a shitty situation. Well, it's a very shit. And I said to Liz while we were watching that I have a lot to say about this, and I'm going to defend Vanessa. Just waiting till I'm not going to not defend her, but I feel like when we get into it, I think she didn't need to trust Juliet on this. Oh yes, yes. But I I understand why she is freaking out. Doesn't look good. So as we know, Blair is on her mission to become 
Martha's assistant, bringing her cherry pie and all. But Martha tells her that the position has been filled. Chuck Bass comes out and says, I'm the new assistant, and then proceeds to tell Blair that Martha's class is, in fact, full, and she didn't even make the cut for her class. So now Blair's like, gotta do something else. So she schemes, and she the next morning, Blair invites Martha over to her house, and Martha agrees only as courtesy to Eleanor. And Blair tells Martha that her new stepdaddy is a lawyer and has a lot of important lawyer cute friends that he that she could hook up Martha with because Martha's recently divorced and the husband cheated on her with the nanny. And so Martha does agree to let Blair set her up Come on a on, date. Martha. Come on, Martha. You don't need help from Blair. You don't. You're a powerful businesswoman. What do you need Blair for? You definitely do not need this. Yeah, I found this was very um, just unrealistic. Not good. No. Serena, it's the next day. She's back at it trying to haul another cab to get uh, to her class on time to meet with her professor. And the gentleman is there again, but with a new lady friend, this time a flight attendant, and takes a cab from her. And he says that he leaves this this time in the morning every day just so he can see Serena. However, this doesn't explain all the ladies in the cab. It doesn't. And you see her smirk. I'm like, Serena, pump the brakes. Like, this is not the... the, the this is the, actually this is the exact type of guy that Serena Vanderwoodson would get herself involved with, right? Because we are in a rut. We don't know how to get out of the rut. She doesn't so we just fall for the same same type of guy. We had like the same type, and then we had Padge. Yes, yes, he's so much different uh, compared to the other guys she kind of falls for. Or falls for her. And so she's definitely charmed. I mean, of course, this is Serena Vanderwoods and the It Girl. Why wouldn't he be charmed by her? Right. This blonde, blonde bombshell. And so she smiles and gets in the cab. At the Vanderwoodsons, Dan arrives to see Rufus to tell him about the rumor of the STD in case he hears it from someone else. And maybe Lily might hear it, but he knows it's not true. Funny enough, he knows it's not true. He tells Rufus that Gossip Girl posted a pic of him at the clinic, and he thinks that Vanessa's going to be freaking out about this, which, I mean, you definitely are correct on that. <laughs> yeah, boy. So Rufus tells Dan that you can't blame Vanessa for being insecure, given your history of Serena. I mean, like, Thank Rufus you, is the only one Rufus. Who, who understands here. And so then Dan defensively says, well, I'm not going to cut Serena out of my life, in which, well, maybe you probably should. You know? Listen. I mean, this is not like a Rachel-Emily situation, <laughs> but like, you, maybe you need to take a step back from your friend Serena, who you keep pining over. over I think over. also you could take a step back. You can't cancel her because you are related I, that too a blended family but you don't have to hang out with her and go for walks and and play with fire right play with fire and make exactly. your girlfriend feel extremely insecure in your relationship and so vanessa decides she's going to confront serena so she again she heads over to columbia thinking she's she's going to get the truth out of serena um and their potential night together and the two have a very hostile conversation Vanessa states that she can't trust Dan when it comes to Serena and then fighting words are thrown and Serena ends up missing her meeting with her professor yet again so this is like strike three at this point it's really bad yeah and this is like the first week of school yeah Serena's just having a lot of bad luck you know I have we said this also like this is the first episode in a very long time I actually felt for Serena I felt really bad for her and I cannot believe those words came out. As did I. Um, 
Yes. I I felt her so much more human and relatable in this episode because she wasn't winning. As for Vanessa, my little defense point, and I think this is because it hit close to home. I have been, there have been time, there was a time in my life, two times, I'm not going to go into personal (laughs) details, but I had these like insane gut feelings and I just couldn't let them go. And so I kept digging and I kept digging and I didn't trust and I didn't trust. But, but the bottom line is what that means is you should not be with that person. Right. If you have no trust. If you have no trust and you truly feel that it's not going to work, then you should just not be with that person because it makes you do things that you normally Crazy wouldn't things. do. And it starts to second guess yourself and you shouldn't do that. And so I, I feel for you, Vanessa. Yeah, same, same. It's very. It was very frustrating to watch yes. play out. No, it was. Yeah, <laughs> but you understand the motive. There. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, over at the Empire, Chuck meets with Zoe, who is uh, one of Blair's newer Columbia minions, and she's there to take Blair down with Chuck. She's hoping one day she's going to even surpass the great Blair Waldorf and become the queen of whoever Columbia, whatever it is. Um, and hands over Chuck Blair's latest scheme, which we know is to set up Martha with one of Cyrus's friends. I don't know why that's so important. It's just this, this is, whole thing is so stupid to me. Um, over at the Hamilton house, Nate tells Juliet it could take some days, a few days, to find out the results of his STD panel. And so their night together may not happen. And... It's confusing because she seems like pretty thirsty, like, oh, man, three days. It seems like a really long time. But then also I was questioning, well, maybe she did know that it's going to take a few days to postpone her night with Nate because maybe she thinks she's like pushing it too far or maybe it's like a fake relationship to her. So she doesn't really want to seal the deal. I think that's it. You know? Yeah. But also but then to me, I'm like, oh, well, she does seem like she's like very sexually into him, though. Well, I think you can be sexually attracted to him, but also have a wall up. Yes. So I think it's a combination of both. And yeah. so she's like, well, I mean, maybe there is a way you can get the test results without actually knowing, like getting them. And he's like, what do you mean? Maybe ask Blair. She's like, well, no, you need to like go to the source and see if uh, Serena, you know, sent any emails to people about it. Who the hell is sending <laughs> emails about stuff like this? And she's like, it's crazy, though. I know I'm just really want to have sex with you and like ignores it. And he's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> all right well on to the next this is kind of luring nate into the direction of becoming this fall guy in which ben wants him to be but then juliet's on the phone with ben telling him that she thinks nate's going to complete this mission however vanessa comes running up to her at this moment and now julia doesn't even have to rely on nate to to follow through with this plan because now Vanessa has set it all up for her telling her she doesn't trust Dan she needs a way to confirm if she had sex if he had sex with Serena so now Juliet's like okay great now we'll just we'll we'll come up with a plan and take Serena's phone at the Hamilton house party so it's a Hamilton house party Serena tells Blair that uh, she missed meeting up with her professor yet again, but this is her last chance at the party to try and smooth it over with him. And so then Blair is waiting for her plan to go in motion of setting up Martha with one of Cyrus's pals. Vanessa then shows up at the party and she goes over to the coat check, takes Serena's phone because I guess Serena's dress doesn't have pockets. Well, it's in her clutch. And it's in her clutch. So her whole clutch is at coat check. And now Vanessa took her whole clutch. I mean, that's like really Usually dangerous. Usually you keep that on you. You would, right? Unless she's just very... But this is, again, Serena trusting 
not thinking anyone would do malicious things like this. Right. And, uh, you know, I guess it's a very... It's establishment, right? Yes. Established ways. You're part of this this club, the Hamilton House. So you would assume it would be protected. And safe. Yeah. So it's not, unfortunately. Well, Vanessa tells the coat check that Serena forgot something. She's going to bring it to her. And Vanessa brings the bag to Juliet. And the two decide they're going to go look through Serena's phone. Vanessa is looking through Serena's emails, again, we don't really understand why she would send an email to Dan if she was confirming or denying what happened between them. But Dan ends up sending Serena this supposed email that, you know, he wants to work on his relationship with Vanessa and he knows that the rumors aren't true and they didn't sleep together. And Vanessa's so happy, immediately lighting up that now she can believe Dan. Now, now it's all solidified that he didn't sleep with Serena. So then Juliet's like, well, I want to see Serena's phone because I'm dating Nate and, you know, she has baggage on him, too, and makes Vanessa go look and take watch. But Juliet's sending this email yeah. <laughs> to Serena's professor. Oh, goodness. This is just this is just too much. So then what gets me is Vanessa says, thanks, Juliet. Nate's really happy to lucky to have you. I'm like, I'm sorry, you both were just scheming together. So Nate's happy to, lucky to have this scheming. Yeah, but in her eyes, she's not seeing it as scheming. She's seeing it as this person helped me. And now we're both in the clear. And now I feel better. So it's almost like clarity has come Mm -hmm. over her. Mm -hmm. And she can now be like, okay, cool, this is solved. Thank you so much. I couldn't have done this without you. Right, like confidant support system. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Kind of like a partner in crime. Yes. And to show the loyalty of taking that side is like, okay, Nate is, he's lucky to have someone like you. Right. And not realizing she's just been heavily manipulated by Juliet. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay, Juliet's a good person. She helped me. And I helped her sort of. And now we are both in the clear. This is great. And also for her to have another female that's not Serena in competition and not Blair who hates her. Right. And then unfortunately, you see Juliet pocket Serena's phone. So Vanessa thinks that Juliet has put Serena's phone back in her bag, but Juliet has taken it. So then Vanessa goes um, to find, well, Nate and Dan actually end up finding her and she's acting so ridiculous towards Dan because she's so immediately happy and she's trying to seduce him and like, come on, girl, like it's just too much. Well, the advice Juliet gave is like, do you really think he wants to talk? He doesn't. Just show him what he wants and maybe do it and twice. And maybe twice. And Vanessa's like, ha thanks, girl. And so she's trying to seduce Dan, who's obviously taking the bait at for now. But then Blair brings Martha over to see Sam, who ends up being a woman, switched out by Chuck. This whole thing is just ridiculous. And then since Martha's not gay, she gets upset with Blair that Blair would assume that she was, which is like so ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. And then tells her her class is full and you don't have the assistant job. So that's it for Blair. Chuck and Blair have it out. I mean, it's tired. Shocking. It's so tired. I it is so tired. You know, we do this in one. We do this in two. We do this in it's three. Oh, so we're doing it bad. in four. It's so, so bad. Like, get something else, guys. Yeah. Um, but bad. they both go back and forth on ways that they can scheme Martha. So this poor woman now is like in a part of this scheme. He's like, I can get her uh, taken down by the IRS. And Blair's like, yeah. And then Chuck's like, I got the nannies. And then Martha comes over. She's like, what? 
y'all are crazy. You're psychotic. You're psychotic. And I quit because I don't want to deal with you little bitches. Like, I wouldn't either. No. <laughs> Just the scene made me laugh, though, because they're, they are she's crazy. She's all of us. Yeah, she's all of us. So this is when Serena heads over to her professor and the dean happens to be there. The professor apparently got Serena's email in which she said she'll exchange sex for a good grade. Vanessa overhears this and immediately knows, oh, my God, this is my fault because it had to have been Juliet that sent this because it was so quick after. And of course, she had her phone. So she heads over to Juliet to confront her. And Juliet, of course, like immediately denies it, which as the audience are like, oh, come on. But also, of course. But of course you would. And so Vanessa's trying to be the bigger person. And she's like, I'm going to I'm going to go tell her anyway that we took her phone just in case. And if you really didn't have anything to be guilty about, then you won't care. And so Juliet is like determined to get Vanessa away from Serena. So then she like grabs her and plops Serena's phone into Vanessa's bag. And you're like, shit, no, no, no. And then Juliet makes a suggestion. Well, hey, Serena, call your phone in front of everyone. Go call your phone. Right, because the person who stole it probably still has it. Right, and it happens to be in Vanessa's bag where Juliet planted it. And so everyone is surrounding them, Dan and Nate included, and they're like, oh, shit, like, Vanessa has the phone, and Vanessa's trying desperately to explain herself, like, I didn't send this, please believe me. Um, It just looks really bad. And so then Vanessa tries to call out Juliet. She's like, this is Juliet's fault. She's the one who had to have done this. And of course, Juliet like immediately lies about everything and even covers her tracks because she gets Nate to defend her, saying that Vanessa told her earlier in the day that she was planning on scheming against Serena and she must be the one behind the STD rumor in which then Serena calls Vanessa out for that. Dan's upset. Nate's upset. Serena's upset. And so they leave Vanessa in the dusk and she's crying and Juliet immediately goes up to her and is like, I'm sorry. And she's like, please don't even talk to me. I can't even look at you. Juliet says, what was I supposed to do? And Vanessa says that, you know, you might want to watch your back because now you're on my shit list. Well, yeah. Yeah. So the dean takes Serena aside. The sweet. It's not that she's sweet. She's actually, um. A pretty badass Dean. Yeah, I agree to that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she kind of believes, she's like, I believe that maybe you didn't send the email, but I don't understand the drama that keeps continually surrounding you since you've come to my school. And um, I'm going to keep my eye on you. And then Blair comes over and she's like, and you. Like, I already know. I love this bitch. She's like, yes, I'm a smart lady. I got my eye on you and you. So then Juliet comes over and she goes up to Serena to patch things up and she wants to be friends and she claims that she was just jealous of Serena because her history with Nate and Serena seems to accept this apology, but she's not going to meet up with them for drinks because she just wants to be alone and get out of there. I just can't believe that Serena is so quickly to forgive and believe when and i guess because it's the way juliet manipulated like oh i've always was jealous about you so she seems vulnerable she does yeah we'll believe you for this right but she won't believe vanessa because she's crossed her too many times at this point so yeah it just sucks for vanessa to get got yourself involved in the shitty situation and you brought up a good point of like how come blair who is a 
a good people reader hasn't picked up on. Yes, I feel like she's not getting herself involved in herself involved with Juliet as much as everyone else. So she right. doesn't really understand or see the person that Juliet is because she's very good at calling out people. She definitely she already is. not that she treated her nicely, but remember the lunch between Nate and Chuck and Bree and Blair and Blair was like on Bree's case and then Bree ended up being a shittier person. So I mean, hey, if anything, Blair knows people and she knows how to like get under their skin. She knows how to like dissect them. And the fact that she doesn't really pick up on this yet is, uh, I guess, storytelling. Like they don't want her to yet. Right. And also Blair is very, very, very and obsessed she, with the whole Chuck yes, war thing. She's very um, preoccupied. Preoccupied. Thank you. Yeah. So speaking of being preoccupied, Chuck and Blair talk it out and he promises not to stop until Blair has nothing because, quote, she took away his future. So either his future as in being a better person or he meaning Eva is his future. I don't know. I took it as Eva was his future, but I know that's probably not how he no, meant it. I think that's how he meant it. Like how current Chuck meant it, not a long-term Chuck yes, meant it. Yes, exactly. And Blair says, that wasn't your future. Your future was lost when you slept with Jenny Humphrey, a.k.a. Blair, as being his future. And so um, she's glad that he did that because it helped her get over Chuck. Forever. Forever. So so permanent. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> and so Chuck says, if that's so true, then how come you haven't told anyone the real reason that we broke up and that Je- Jenny was exiled to Hudson? And she says that she, you know, the, that rumor would just result in mutual destru- destruction between Chuck and Blair and that he, even he wouldn't want that. And he says that he doesn't have anything left, so... Maybe he's capable of releasing this rumor. Well, not rumor because it's really it's true. Okay, but, okay. But, ha- but Michelle was like, "Wait, don't we? Doesn't everyone know this?" I'm like, "Well, technically not." Yeah, but okay. Nate knows, right? Probably. Yes, Nate knows. Padge knows. Dan definitely knows. Eric, Eric definitely knows. knows. Rufus knows. Serena knows. Yeah, Blair knows. But so- I think, like, to the Columbia world, like to the Gossip Girl people. So okay, so the people she has to save face with, they so- don't know. Okay, but even so, it'd be like, oh, okay, you slept with another girl. That's why you broke up. Right, but I guess the fact that it's Jenny Humphrey, like, Blair, like, you're just so passe, you know? Sure, yeah. I'm just like, but everyone who matters knows. But I I guess... I know. It's It's true. It's silly, but to Blair and Chuck, like, if this got out, it would be bad, which is just to us ridiculous. But anyway... Um, At the loft, Dan finds Vanessa packing up her stuff, telling him that she's going to go live with her parents for a little bit. And he really doesn't try and stop her. He thinks that that's a good idea. States that while she didn't believe him, uh, states that while he, sorry, scratch that. He states that while he believes she didn't send the email, the fact that she didn't believe him in the first place is their actual problem. And she says that she knows that now and she leaves crying knowing that she like really fucked up by not believing him. But also hard to believe when it's not that he's been he doesn't lie, but he's very shady in the Serena realm. So the I understand why she would be suspicious. And also you guys broke up because he did cheat. He did cheat. You don't forget that. Right. And then her coming back and then you got and then. Again, being second best. Yes. I don't. Th- yes, because you're so insecure. So 
I get it. I get it. Um, she just couldn't see it, which really it should be Vanessa ending this right first before right. it got escalated to this. But you know, Dan says, "I think it's best if we take our separate paths for now." Yeah, and in that situation, it's hard to see it when you, you know, if you wish you could see your future self. But if Vanessa could just see that, oh yeah. I was fighting for this and, and, someone, I, shouldn't and have, I shouldn't have. Yeah. Because this actually isn't healthy and I can't right. trust you. And, and then, the fact that I had to dig so deep. Right. And I didn't trust you. It says it all there. Exactly. But hopefully one day she'll realize. <laughs> right. Um, our last few scenes we have at a bar. Serena is drinking alone and runs into cab guy again. And he makes her an offer that if she tells him why she's drinking alone, she can ask him anything she wants. Okay. Serena tells him that her past just always has a way of catching up with her, even though she tries so hard to escape it. And she asks why he's with a different girl every night. And his response is he stopped apologizing for his past a long time ago. Now, I don't know why that charms the pants off of her. That would be disgusted. I just, uh, it's a turn off for me. For me. I mean, he's very cute, but turn off for me. Okay, right. I think I would just want to be like, I want to know more. Right. I'm so, intrigued. And maybe she is. And maybe there will be some sort of conversation that he tells her his home life story of the girl that broke his heart and whatever and bullshit. I just sleep with everyone because <laughs> exactly. I don't care. Exactly. I'm, I'm numb and I'm seems basically like a Chuck, Chuck Bass. To me. Chuck Bass, exactly. Yeah. At the Empire, it's the big night between Jate, Juliet, and Nate. And she's on the phone with Ben, who is mad at her that Serena didn't get expelled. So then Juliet offers that this is actually a good thing because now she can get close to Serena and she can find out something even bigger to take her down with. And she also promises him that he's she's not falling for Nate, even though it's, her face says it all. <laughs> she's lying. Yeah. And so she hangs up. She heads into the room with champagne and they begin to have a session. And this nauseated me because, you know, teen sex. I don't do it even though they're, they're like 19. Teen. 19 is still a teen. But um, they sealed the deal that night. She's I like suppose. thirty, I, well, you she's, know. <laughs> In real life, I'm no, no. This point but too. It, I feel like she's so much older than him. I know she seems. She she's seems a con it. artist. She's she she's playing this game. But she's like, hey, he's cute. So I'm he gonna do it. He is cute. <laughs> exactly. Giddy up. Yeah. Um. Our last scene, we have Chuck making a phone call to get Jenny an interview with uh, a fashion mogul. To help her apply to Parsons. Oh, yeah. Ah! I'm so excited for this. Me too. Said no one but Michelle. <laughs> Miss no, you, Jenny. Um, next week's episode is, is is fun. Little Jay will be back. Yes! Yeah. So. All right. That is our summary. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have our patron Will on with us. Super excited for this. So make sure you stay tuned. Welcome to Puffcast, your bi-weekly Harry Potter podcast, run by Puffs. I'm Melanie. And I'm Juliana. Do you like Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts? Oh, yes. Oh, good. Are you looking for a fun, stress-free place to just have a good conversation, play some silly games, and hear from some great guests? Yes, please tell me more. Oh, boy. Well, then this podcast is for you. We would like to invite you to join our happy common room. 
Get comfy, have some pizza, make new friends and be part of the conversation. All houses are welcome. You can find podcasts every other Wednesday on all platforms where podcasts are found. So we'll see you in the common room. And until then, stay puffy and badger on. Hope you enjoyed your break. We are now welcomed by our patron, Will. Hey, ladies. How's it going? Hey, Will. 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 <laughs> you know we had to do it. It's so hard not to do I it. Know. Uh, we are here with Will, our very special patron who was uh, selected in our guest raffle this month uh, to be on this episode. We are super excited. Will has been on Let's Talk OC before, but this is his first time on Three Gossip Girls. So we are so glad you could join us. Yeah, I'm glad too. I'm ready to get going. I've been waiting to talk Gossip Girls with you two for quite a while. Oh, we're so excited. What did you think of this episode overall? Okay. Um, yeah, when I first thought, when I first saw that this was your guest spot, I was wondering, okay, what do I remember from this episode? <laughs> and then, um, weirdly, I had this moment when I was watching the episode, and I was like, oh, that's when Dan wore that, like, Henley, like, two-button with, like, all the rest of his outfit was sporty. And yes! I, I, what stuck? But I was like, he's trying so hard. And he, but but he looks good though. But it just that that like indelible, or that's like the image that's in my mind. That is so random, but so funny at the same time. Because I did also think that that was bizarre that he was in workout getup, but then had like the Henley T-shirt underneath with the two buttons. Kind of like getting ready for a Zoom business. Yeah, like party up top, but (laughs) nothing on the bottom kind of thing. Whenever Dan does his hair, you can just tell that he worked really hard on doing his hair. Yeah. I happen to enjoy his hair so far. You don't like it? No, I like it too. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, He looks looks good. I love Sporty Dan. Sporty Dan. Yeah. Did they they mention they were playing sports? They were just – they got ready – they were wearing sport attire, but I they don't think there's any mention. They were going to like either go to the gym or like get a Svitz or something. Yeah, I think it's they, funny they were... that now Dan is like all of a sudden athletic when he became friends with Nate. Well, I think athletic <laughs> and loose quotes. In like very loose air quotes. Yeah, yeah like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up at the gym what, maybe so often. What did Nate play? Soccer? He, he, lacrosse? And he played lacrosse? Lacrosse. Cross country. He was an all-state cross country runner. This is from uh, the captain in that second or first episode. Oh my god! Good recall. Wow! This yeah. is why we have you on, Will. You know all the good deeds. <laughs> he's our so true. Yeah, he's just an athletic dude, and now that him and Padgy Boy are friends, he's Padgy's like, oh yeah, I guess I need to step up my uh, athletic game. It's just not doesn't really suit him, you know. No. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, Will, do you have a favorite Gossip Girl character? Do I have a favorite Gossip Girl character? Well. I like to read, and um, I feel like I have a tiny little bit of a chip on my shoulder. So I think I'm most like Dan, but my favorite character is Blair. Easy. Like wow. She's, yeah, I'm not going to get too much into like the whole arc, but from what we know up to this point, um, I like that she is 
I don't know. She just doesn't give a fuck. Like she does not care. She will do whatever, whenever, but then slowly you like peel that onion. And those are usually my favorite characters in TV shows. The ones that you kind of have to slowly peel to get mm-hmm. all the way. To some of them. Definitely. Yeah. I'm watching Dawson's Creek right now. And Pacey's the same way. I don't know if you've watched it. I may be Michelle's shaking around. her head. Dawson's Creek is a, a sore subject for well, her. <laughs> I watched Dawson's Creek as a kid. And then I tried. I'm sure I talked about it on some one of our podcasts. Something. Yeah. How I tried to watch it. And Dawson was so whiny. And Aunt was like, you need to turn this off. And that's when I started watching 90210. And with, within the first five minutes of that of the pilot, Aunt was like, oh, my God, this is so much better. So much better. Yeah. It gets better in season two, but anyways. Maybe I'll yeah. just start season two background noise. Because yeah. it's one of those shows where I'm like, I should watch this. I you know, I feel like it's part of the journey of the early teen dramas. Oh, yeah. No, that, it's like the OG teen drama from well, our generation. No, I, well, except for Beverly Hills. Right. But it's set up One Tree Hill. I mean, if you follow the first and second season of Dawson's Creek, it's almost like One Tree Hill poached so many of those storylines yeah. from, from the show. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see, I think that a lot of the teen dramas then after that were like, that was a setup. And then it kind of trickled down of similar storylines and things like that. Did so. you ever watch Felicity? No, but, but one of the main guest stars of the first season is, oh, what's his name? He's the main guy on Felicity. He, he was also on Grey's Anatomy. Or one of the main guys. Scott Foley? Scott Foley. He Scott. was he he's in like four episodes of Dawson's Creek and he plays like the prototypical um you know letterman jacket wearing jock. Yeah. I think I and like vaguely know. remember that. Yeah. It's been a really long time. I watched Dawson's Creek as growing up too, but like extremely sporadically, and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's Katie Holmes, she's super cute and I had a crush I, on Pacey. Oh my god, me too. Super Joshua cute. Jackson was like my OG crush, like my first crush ever yeah. was was Charlie Conway from uh Mighty Ducks. So I just I love Joshua Jackson, but his yeah. look is kind of like the genesis for Seth Cohen. It's kind of like loose clothes. Yeah. Nerdy, like his character was not like him, but the look kind of was. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, anyway, thank you, Will. We're going to go into some questions from our listeners at the underscore, the uh, little underscore otter. Sorry, Kaylee, I butchered your username. (laughs) Wants to know if we were able to live in Gossip Girl realm, would we get involved in the drama and check Gossip Girl or stay on the sidelines? I think I'm a sidelines girl. I think I would watch like, you know, from a distance, but I wouldn't dive into it, especially I don't think I would send anything to her either, like things that I saw, but I would like be curious. I would read it. Yeah, I would read it for sure. What about you, Will? Yeah. Um, my vanity says that, no, I would never do that. Uh, realistically, I love the show so much. I probably would find myself like, like find like I would find Nate like making out with some teacher in the corner <laughs> and then I would like send in a quick blast 
And then I'd see it and then I'd feel really good about myself. Like, oh, that was me. But no one's going to know it's me. I'm anonymous. Right. I feel like that was probably a thing that happened before Gossip Girl even started that Nate had an affair with a teacher. I could just see that happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, 15, 16 year old Nate <laughs> having an affair with his like 22 year old teacher. He slept with the Duchess and Juliet looks like she's 30 right now. Oh my God, we she just said that. just said that we well. We said that in summary, how <laughs> Juliet, she comes off um, and appears to be much older than them. Because so. she is, I'm convinced. Okay, I do like, even though I hate her, I like her in this episode because she, like, everything she plans works. She gets Vanessa out of the picture. <laughs> and then that final scene, I was like, I had to pause, I had to kind of fan my face a little bit. I was like, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke show in her lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kaylee also adds so if we were into the drama, who would be your best friend in Gossip Girl realm and why? Um, I actually surprisingly chose Serena. I feel like she would be a good friend. And I also thought Nate would be a good friend too. But they're also on the like outskirts of the super dramatic chuck and blair but i could mm. see why people would choose blair like i'm assuming will's gonna choose blair since he loves her so much well i would choose dan because i think dan and i would uh ride the bus with our metro cards and we would read <laughs> like we would read like you know kierkegaard or <laughs> Or like Faulkner and talk really pretentiously and act like we're better than, you know, you know, Chuck and Nate who are standing, you know, on the metro or whatever. So. Right, yeah. I think so. probably would be friends with Patch, even though he's I could feel like we would be friends and I would just mock him and put him in his place when he makes bad decisions yeah. with the women. Like I would be the Vanessa before the dating and threesome. <laughs> you want now wait did i just hear this right you want to be the vanessa i would no no, no. i would be the, be vanessa. the vanessa right like she wouldn't actually be vanessa she'd be michelle right okay. i would be the best friend that would ju- that's not in love with you right and not okay. dating. So you'll be Haley. right all right that just kind of jarred me a little bit i was like yeah no 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 thank okay. you pass hard pass yeah yeah um to follow up on kaylee's question mike at Dell underscore Vasto asks if we uh, if at what age do you think you'd be too mature to read Gossip Girl? I mean, these k- kids are in college, freshmen. Some of them even uh, more upperclassmen still reading Gossip Girl. Yeah, but so. yeah, but it came out when they were in high school, right? So it kind of it's following them. Mm-hmm. So I think it would just you'd read it until it stops following you, right? Which that may never happen, or it's just like <laughs> this is old. Or yeah, like old old school. Who cares if you know Serena got married and had five babies and whatever is happening in her life? What do you I don't think? think Will? They would care. What do you think? I think I I think I agree with you too. When talking about me, then I'd stop reading it. Right. Yeah. Like it's on to the new generation or something, and but. Or, or like maybe I move. Like maybe if I move to the West Coast. Yeah. Like, Go over to like California. Right. <laughs> right. Um, he also adds, why are these characters so quick to trust Juliet over someone like Vanessa, who they've known for years? They always (laughs) 
just put Vanessa down because she's Always. not from their world. Always. So she's like a second class citizen. She's she pretty much never has a say. They don't trust her. They don't like her. And then when they do get along with her, she's always just not up to par. No. Also, I have the same question. Why are they trusting Juliet? So quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any um, insight on that, Will? Yeah, she's kind of a shit stir, though, Vanessa. Like, if you look through every single season, she's always coming in. Nobody asks her to come in. <laughs> and she stirs a bunch of shit. And then... I mean, really, she doesn't have to face, I mean, she gets like, um, you know, Blair goes after her and anyone who she stirs shit with goes after her. But she doesn't really have to face any consequences. Like, she doesn't lose or gain social position, really. She's always like, kind of like leeching on to either Nate or Dan or whoever, or like even Chuck with the whole videotape thing in season one. Yeah. And so I just, I don't think that she, like, I don't think anyone takes her seriously because she's always glomming on to somebody else. Right. Um, and I think at this point, Juliet, she, I think Blair has bigger fish to fry with Chuck right now. And so if she's a little bit off Blair's radar, I think Blair was the one who had the biggest problem with her. And Serena's kind of like a golden retriever. She just kind of like moves from person to person and forgives people easily. And like, She's just very, and not in like a derogatory way, but she's like kind of forgets things easily. Like she's just, she'll, she's now kind of in Juliet's good graces a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's been scheming the previous episodes when it's a choice between Vanessa and Juliet. She has no qualms about blaming Vanessa. No, so she I think doesn't. That it's mainly just like the characters who are most connected to Juliet's plot right now. Nate's too horny. Serena's too forgetful. <laughs> And Dan is also dealing with Vanessa stuff and Blair's too concerned with Chuck. So I think everyone's just kind of like not in the mindset of thinking that she's bad right now. Right. And it's, uh, that's so convenient for Juliet because now she can get away with even more because no one's really on to her just yet. So. Yeah. And, and, and everyone's distracted. So Exactly. Mike wants to know, Michelle, is this truly the end of Vag? I mean, God, I hope so. so? (laughs) My goodness, I hope so. It's just too much, too many times. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I don't even know, and I'm going to say yes because I cannot deal. Yeah, no, no. This is, let's not revisit this. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot if they get back together in the last two seasons. So I can honestly say I forgot. Yeah, because it's like the same theme over and over again. Will they? Won't they? Serena's getting well, involved. They won't they? It's a bad will they won't they, which is the worst type of plot. It is. It is so bad. It's also, I think, just two friends that just should not have gotten together. And now it's mm-hmm. like the relationship is it's damaged. And your friendship is pretty much it's not I don't know if you can come back from that. For a long yeah. time at least. At least they're bonded by a threesome. Oh God, we're still talking about the threesome. We will never forget that. <laughs> We never will never forget. forget that. I will never forget that. Nope. I'll never forget that. Mm-mm. It's one, and I think of Gossip Girl. That's burned in my brain <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's like season three. That might be the highlight of season three, other than the last, other than the finale with the Chuck, Jenny, Blair thing. Yeah, the finale is pretty good. It is. And yeah. then Georgina with Milo. Yeah, that stuff was good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tish at Letitia underscore Dominique one two four says, "Will without giving anything away, do you like Juliet's story arc?" 
Oh, like overall. Yeah, real, I guess what happens. Like Juliet's story arc. Yes. Um, I. I don't think they will. Um, and all I'll say is that I think in season four, five, and six, again, without giving anything away, in seasons two and three, all the way up until season mid season four, there's like all these kind of major characters that have these huge arcs, and even the minor characters like Poppy Lifton or other people like that. I feel like they kind of come in and out. Mm-hmm. And I see most of the guest stars in four, five, and six, or like most of the people who are like Juliet, kind of stay a little bit and they become more integral to the center of the story. Yes. And you, like, and it kind of like, um, dilutes the pool so that like everyone's individual stories I think are less potent. And so I think that just my impression of like how I feel about Juliet generally, from what I remember, I don't feel good that she's around for as long as she is, mm. however long that is. So, yes, I love everything you said. And one day it will make sense to Michelle about those characters coming in um, towards the end of the show. But uh yeah all right i like that um she also wants to know how you feel about vanessa overall i mean i could already gouge what you're gonna say but if you'd like to answer <laughs> in your own, own will in, in your, your own, own words in your own words how you feel about vanessa well i think i'm gonna surprise um tish because i overall i like everything that vanessa's a like about with her interests and i think she's a really kind person and like in a vacuum vanessa's great but i just don't think this is the world for her like if i met a a vanessa in like wisconsin or i met a vanessa like where i lived everything the same exact person i think that like i could like fall in love with someone like that but then she gets into the Gossip Girl world, and she is not cut out for that world yeah. at all. And so she becomes as toxic as they are. And so in the realm of the show, I don't like her. But as a constructed character that could kind of translate to other situations, I do like her, if that makes right. sense. Right. Like, they take her out of Gossip Girl in another show. She would be probably a character you would root for over and over and over again. She's Put likable like- and relatable. Oh. Yeah, put her on the OC or One Tree Hill or oh, yeah. even Dust Creek, and she's like the perfect girl next door. Totally, I yeah, I could totally see her like in uh, One Tree Hill, mm. like a smaller town, just like nice and warm and welcoming, and activist cares about the planet, and well, just mm-hmm. and to be in a world where she could be fully herself and confident, and not have to lose herself in this bigger world yeah. that's not her exactly. place. To right? Be. They kind of set her up for failure from day one. Yeah, like they do. writing this type of character into this realm that she clearly doesn't fit in. You know, she's not made for this soap opera. Right. Yeah, but I like that answer. Well. Um, Tish also wants to know what inspired you to do your Will's treats in the first place. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I have too many. Okay. Too many thoughts in your brain. <laughs> I really don't sound like an asshole, but I feel like when I watch TV shows, I'll say this. When I watch TV shows, I feel like I'm always coming up with these like connections between other things. And 
sometimes they make sense and sometimes they don't. And so writing down a Will's treat or something like that makes me kind of uh, validated that my mind's just not crazy, that I'm not just like really weird. Um, so when it, like when I do a Will's treat and then people respond to it, it's like, oh, I could see that or oh, that kind of makes sense. Like with the dogs thing, like my mom had a dog and I've been thinking about dogs and then I watched the Gossip Girl episode and I was like, Dan's a freaking Scottish Terrier and <laughs> Serena is a golden retriever, 100%. 100%. And Bart, yeah. Bart's not even in the show, but I'm like, what would Bart be? He'd be a Chihuahua. <laughs> Easy. That's like the easiest one I came up with. And so sometimes I make connections like that and then I write them down. Sometimes I have to try, like I pick a category, but generally it's just something that I thought about in the episode and then I kind of go from there. I like that. I feel like it's watching TV kind of brings you into these like fantasy worlds or like an escapism. And so you're like, you're validating the fact that you watch this and like, maybe it's like shit television, like gossip mm-hmm. girl where it's so dramatic and ridiculous. You're like, I need to make this that so makes sense to me that it's okay for me to watch this. And I think like well, everything you've said has been so spot on because we all could relate to that. We're like, yes, this is so perfect. I also <laughs> will. I very, I think I have a very similar brain to yours Mm -hmm. because I do the same thing. (laughs) I will watch and I'll be like, Aunt, what kind of pastry do you think this person is? Yeah. What kind of bread product? Baguette? (laughs) Rye? And we legit have these conversations in bed. This is Peloton. Yeah, no, she does have those conversations. I can't say that I do, but... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But You know, um, I've been uh, in... I'm I'm in this one college class right now and we're talking about pop culture and moving away from like calling any type of pop culture like shit or shit TV partially and I like I, I, I agree with you it is shit TV but like this is culture like kids watch Gossip Girl and they want to dress up like Blair they want to read books like Dan they want to you know have Triss with beautiful people like Serena and Nate like, I think people like it affects how people think. And so it, even though, yeah, it's like not your traditional like prestige TV, but I think it's still like really important in some ways to know about these shows. A hundred percent. And this is like such an iconic phenomenon in not only like our generation, but like even kids younger. And it's made such an impact in pop culture in general. I mean, like, as Michelle said, like knowing who Gossip Girl is, is like enough in itself a huge phenomenon in 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 our generation, like in, yeah. a pop, in pop culture, like this really made a footprint in TV, I think. I mean, they're rebooting it. Obviously, it made an yeah. impact. So, yeah. And I don't think this is really a shit TV. I, yeah, I mean, it all... as like no, soap opera. You. Yeah, you know? of course. But I mean, mm-hmm. look at all of the teen dramas that we've talked about. They all made an impact. Definitely. On either individually, as a culture, like music wise. Yeah. Andre Hill, OC yeah. for sure impacted me, impacted you, Will. So I think mm-hmm. these are pretty important in their own value of how we're brought up. I mean, a weird example uh, right now, I'm being highly influenced by the Mary Tyler Moore show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all I keep thinking and comparing it to how we are now and how it was written in the 70s. And every time there's like a lady writer who pops up, I'm like, oh, my God, lady writer. And I Google that person. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to like wear headscarves because Mary and Rhoda oh, do. Wow. So, 
Yeah, look at that influencing me. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, my sister my sister alone wore headband like the entirety right. of her life because of Blair Waldorf, you right. know? So yeah, I uh, oh, I watched uh, oh, The Age of Innocence. I literally bought the play or the book or whatever when when I saw the Gossip Girl episode. I oh yeah, like, and I love that episode. I need to like, I need to, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna get into Miss Carr. <laughs> oh. She was in Fuego, um, and that's all I'm gonna say. She was Fuego. <laughs> love <laughs> she it. Was- she yeah. was. She's super cute. She looks like Sherry Appleby. She's gorgeous. I forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways, uh, Tisha's last question to. I'm sorry. Actually, she's got two more questions. Um, Michelle, you predicted Juliet would stay around until episode five. It's now episode five. How long do you see her storyline progressing? Until episode eight. Eight? Three more? Three more, yeah. Okay. Um, how long would the chair feud go on for? The whole season. Oh, I really Until hope they're not. married. <laughs> Until they are married. Okay. When are they getting married? Uh, season six. Episode... The end, season six finale. So six ten, okay. Six ten. All well, right. I, I have a question for you then. No, 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 okay. not six ten. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Five ten. Oh, five ten. No, five. The finale of five. Okay, five twenty something. Sure. Go ahead, Will. <laughs> okay, so you cert- you're certain they're going to get married. I am. Do you think they're going to have kids? Yes. Which are they? Which is going to happen first? Oh, good question. Well, now Ooh. you just planted a seed. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I even. Well, you do I know. Have, have, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> uh, no, I think maybe. Um, <laughs> I see, like, part of me wants to be like, they'll have a scare. And then mm-hmm. that will be like, oh my God, should we just get married and do it the right way? Not, the, I'm doing quotes the right way because there is no right way when it comes to stuff like that. But, uh, but that to me is such a. That's such a gossip girl thing to do. No, but too. is it a Blair and Chuck thing to do? Or right. is that just what happens in t- like that's I don't want to say normal, but is that just a typical storyline that happens in teen dramas? In teen dramas and TV shows that would this be for Blair and Chuck? Right. Something- would that make sense for them? Right. Okay. Good question. Yeah. Um, to go off what Tish said, Audrianne.spidel asks, do you think Blair will ever take a step back from being an overruler? Mm. Can she That's let it go? That's just in her personality. Like, same with um, Eleanor. Eleanor is the same way. Like, she is a boss lady. She's always on top. She has her own label. Yeah. I think that whatever Blair does in the last, you know, two seasons... She will be the boss. Agreed. I yeah, she can no. never give this up. And that's a good, it could be a very positive, good trait. A good quality. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. In in career-driven, you know, person, um, yeah, it, it could be good for her. Um, she also wants to know, why do you think Juliet is being so sneaky now knowing more about Ben? Do we know more? <laughs> Does she know more than I do? Because I mean, all we really found out was his mission is to get Serena kicked out of Columbia because he needs to take everything from her as she did to him. That's literally all we know. And Juliet is somehow involved because that's her brother. Well, and what does he have over her? That's my right. No indication of what, like, yeah, their brother and sister. But what does that have to do with him holding it over her head? Right. Like, 
And she seems to be um, nervous because he says, well, I guess I have to trust you then. She goes, well, I guess you do. And the way she says that, you can tell like this is weird for her to be in control of this situation because it clearly is his mission. And she's just able to like live that out for him. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, all question marks, Michelle, because (laughs) (laughs) they don't really give you much. They don't give you much. Um, but in the next few episodes, there there will be some more developments, I promise. <laughs> I hope so. Um, Jess at Mrs. Boquist says, do Dan and Vanessa even go to NYU? I mean, at this point, I've never seen them open a book or go to a class. Vanessa clearly doesn't live at the dorms anymore. She moved in with Dan, and now she's going to go live with her parents. But Dan, I guess, Dan never dormed. He just always stayed in Brooklyn mm. to go to NYU. Maybe like because NYU is in the public system. Maybe they they're in the uh, you know the SUNY system. Maybe right. or are they? Or maybe um, no, they're private. Are they? No, I don't think NYU no. is SUNY. No, 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 no. it's private. But but like it and Columbia are different schools. Maybe they start at different times. Maybe one's quarter, one's. That's true. I was going to say that. Yeah, I'm just getting into the min- like the minutia, but I think that they could definitely start at different times. Yeah, potentially. Right. That's they true. start next week. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Vic at Musechick asks, how long will it take Serena to figure out Juliet is on to her? I mean, if she's only around for three more episodes, as you say, it's got to be in the next three more episodes. List coming in hot, <laughs> calling out me on my shit. I, I would say the end of next episode. Oh, the end of next. Okay. So <laughs> next week, Serena will, will know Juliet uh, is. An inkling of, oh, something's not right here. Okay. Okay. Um, will Padge try and reunite with Serena now that Vanessa's going to be out of the picture? And Michelle just eye rolled so hard. I felt it in my bones. <laughs> I'm going to say no. He's going to give it a little time or she's, he's just not going to go back to that. I think she's distracted. And now she's got cab guy. So. Right. And now I think. Uh, I just rolled my eyes. With yeah. Cab same. Yeah. Cab guy. He's a really cool character in Mad Men and I'm watching Mad Men. That's the same what it time. is. At the same terrible point, so when he does his terrible, terrible thing in Mad Men, I'm at that point right now, mm. and then I see him here, and I had that like boiling hate in my stomach for him. He's st- he still feels evil to me, even though we don't know him yet. But Michelle literally couldn't remember where she knew him from, and now that you just said Mad Men, she she had the revelation. She knew it. Yeah, he's a he's a Jane's fiance in Mad Men. Yes, I know. Awful. The doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember him. My mom always watched all my children growing up, like the entirety of my childhood. And as I was older, I would like sit and kind of watch it with her. And he, in the later seasons that I watched with her, he was on it. And that's where I knew him from. But he's been in a lot of stuff, this actor. Mm. Okay. Well, we asked a task of you. I don't know if you were able to accomplish, but we asked you. We asked for a Will's treat, and uh, this week we requested our characters as noodles because it wouldn't be a, a Total Buddy Media podcast without noodles in it. <laughs> I couldn't get I couldn't get staff interviews. I called Blake Lively. I called Leighton Meester. Nice. I tried to get Padge Bentley on the phone. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Yeah, nobody. Uh, 
I was able to get Nelly Yuki, but I didn't think she was cool enough for the, the podcast. We, got, we love Nelly Yuki. Nelly Yuki. <laughs> My future fish's name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you told everyone that before? No, probably not. No, she, I think she's only just told me that her future fish is going to be named Nelly Yuki. <laughs> it's in my running list of pet names on my phone. <laughs> okay, well, you may take it away. Well, do you want to just give me a character and then I can go through? Sure. I mean, I don't. Do you have parents okay, yeah. in there? Maybe just go off. Yeah, your I own think list. you should just okay, okay. read it. However you feel. Okay. Uh, well, let's start with Blair. She's my favorite. Uh, Blair is all about the accessories. Um, you know, I feel like so much of the show is just revolving around the different people around her. It's true. So I'm going to go ramen. Ramen. She's the center of the soup. Yeah. She's the center of the soup. She's kind of like the base and there's so many different ways you can take ramen. Like I said, Blair's an onion. There's so many different ways that you can kind of understand Blair and who she is. Love that. Okay. Serena, angel hair. Yeah. Just because she has bomb hair. <laughs> and she's bomb, an angel. <laughs> okay. Chuck. <laughs> I kind of chuckled at this one. Uh, bow tie pasta. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so perfect. He, you know, he he loves his bow tie. Especially in the first second season. He yeah. Loves his bow tie. Yeah, Those I love ones. that. Uh, Dan. I went with spaghetti. Kind of like an all-American noodle. Down to earth compared to all the other Gossip Girl characters. Very versatile. Kind of goes into all these different spaces. Mm, very good. Uh, Nate, macaroni. The most popular. <laughs> perfect. Macaroni. <laughs> so so simple for Nate. I yeah. mean, it's perfect. But yeah. delicious. But delicious nonetheless. Mm. Lily Zidi. I looked up. So I did a lot of deep dives of all these noodles. I know way more about noodles than I ever want to know. Love that. <laughs> You're welcome. Zidi. Yeah. Comes from the word Zita, meaning bride. And Lily's been married, like, I don't know how many times, like, to three different Klauses. Oh, my God, I to, love this. Like, Billy Baldwin, to the Chihuahua, to Rufy. <laughs> like, she, too many to count, and so she's Ziti. Love that. Yes. Rufus is yakisoba. A little bit burnt. But, um, <laughs> yaki means, um... Yaki means to cook in Japanese. <laughs> well, and, he cooks. <laughs> kind of like a cook noodle. He is a cook yeah. noodle. <laughs> or, I mean, yeah, or he, you know, a fry noodle. And he, right, his right. brain was fried in the 90s with Lincoln Hawk. Totally. It's the amazing. back of that bus with nine inch nails on the New Jersey turnpike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jenny is penne. Very angular. Ooh. She's got angular features. Love it's like it. a penne Eric, uh, fettuccine, and I said a little flat. This <laughs> <laughs> character's a little flat. Like, Aww. I don't think Eric's character, the best development, like, even up till season four. Like, I can't, I can't say that much about Eric, partially because when Jenny left, it kind of, like, took all the air out of his balloon. Yeah, so true. He's, like, been in one episode or two episodes this season. Yeah, I mean, I think just... Just one so far, right? Yeah, and I like the nod in this episode. Oh, he's off looking at colleges, colleges. with Lily. Yep. Mm. And then lastly, I did Vanessa. Uh, I only did major ones because I started looking at like the 10, the 12th, the 15th character. I do not know enough about noodles. No, that's okay. Um, Vanessa, I chose 
they're like this uh, type of Chinese noodle, but you find them in, I believe, Korean and Japanese dishes uh, and other um, East Asian dishes is cellophane noodles. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I love like those. Tra- mm-hmm. They're like these transparent noodles. And Vanessa's intentions are always transparent. Like you can – she never is able to hide or get away with any of her pot stirring. She always gets caught and she always gets thrown back out of the ring. She also has her heart on her sleeve. She does. That's a chef's kiss. I love that. That's my favorite one, yeah. the Vanessa. I love so uh, those I. clear glass noodles. They're, They're so good. Yeah. Mm. Well, what what noodle would you be? Now I'm now I'm putting you on the spot, but oh, I don't know if you ever gave us your your noodle and uh, sauce accompaniment. I feel like when people become a patron of ours, that should be the question in the That's email. That's the question. What yeah. What kind of noodle are you? <laughs> okay. Um. You know what? I would say ramen because I I feel like I'm very um, I'm very friendly and I like to kind of like be in a lot of different situations. I don't think I have like a a crew or I don't even in high school like I was always like friends with a bunch of different people. Never like too deep. I don't think I've been I had like one best friend, but like we would kind of I would I, I like did a bunch of sports and clubs and academic things and so i kind of like was all around kind of like you know how i said with blair with all the accessories um it's all about kind of how you dress her and i felt like for me i even like maybe changed my personality depending on i mean it's not a good trait i've moved past it but in high school i was like changing my personality with whatever group i was in to kind of fit in Mm -hmm. and so i feel like like how you dress me up is kind of how you like get me as a noodle i guess that's so beautifully said this was just delightful. I cannot even. I am just grinning ear to ear. She is and full of joy. She was just sitting listening with the smile like, yes, this is exactly my mission is to hear everything about why Will is this noodle. What, 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 just really quick. I know you may have said it before. Just I want to know what kind of noodles are you? I've, I haven't listened to the One Trail podcast in like nine months. Is that kind of shit or something? <laughs> Don't worry. Don't, don't go back. <laughs> no pressure there. Um, Michelle, yours your changes with like the wind, right? Well, yeah, but it's already committed that I'm a chickpea noodle. Oh, I thought you were, you were in a red lentil. Oh, a red lentil. Yeah, I guess <laughs> a red lentil, chickpea noodle, definitely a uh, gluten-free bean noodle. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is a gluten-free bean. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm a gluten-free bean. Love it. Um, I said I was a penne. I was just like a basic, like typical, like all American type of noodle with uh, like Jenny, like, like Jenny. Jenny, yeah, with some vodka sauce. But as I think about it, honestly, angel hair is my like absolute oh, favorite. I love angel hair, yeah, pasta. Yeah. So I might go with that. Maybe I'll take a book in Serena. I mean, a, a play from Serena. <laughs> you should see my yeah. hand. I know my she's like hand. she's like waving her pretend hair back and forth. I'm like, oh, do we have angel hair on the head now? I'm like, I've been like doing a little dance. Like, here we go, here we pop, go. Lock and drop Whip it. that angel hair. Go, go, go. And I'm just in a bean. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Did we lose anyone? You I know. I we probably know. did. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was so much fun. I, Your insight is just so poetic and beautiful. You should be a writer. Are you doing that? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. What are you going to school for? No, nosy, nosy. Uh, right now, okay. Right now I'm getting my master's in history. Um, 
And previously, I got my master's in education, so I think I'm going to be a teacher. That's what I'm going to do. But I want to write something, but I also feel kind of, uh, I don't know what it is. I feel like, do I have something important enough to say? I think I do, but but we'll see if I find something that I actually want to say. So, but thanks for asking. That's, yes. And I'm sure you'll you'll find it. And if you're a history teacher, then that's beautiful too. I know. It's all beautiful. <laughs> and when you write that writing i will read it yes i'm not good with words as we know <laughs> she when goes, you write that writing I will, send you, I will send you advanced copies and <gasps> you uh, can you autograph yeah. it <laughs> before you autograph. become famous I have, a, I have a terrible autograph i have terrible handwriting i could not be a writer in like the 30s or the 20s because my penmanship is brutal so i'm glad i have a word so yeah. you may be able to actually read it Awesome. Well, we look forward to that one day. Thanks so much, Will. We had so much fun, and um, we will speak to you very soon on your next Will's Treat. I look forward to it every week. Thank you. And uh, I'm just going to kind of challenge anyone who's listening to this podcast. Start with the very first Let's Tacos Tree Hill Talk podcast. Go all the way through. Do the Will Challenge, because I did it in like, I think four months because you all are so engaging, including Ingrid. And so thank you very much for having me on your podcast. That's so Aww, sweet. Thanks. And as you're saying it, listen, I was shaking your head like, please don't. And I'm like, I'm like closing my eyes. I'm like, oh my goodness, on their <laughs> iPhone. But it's like, you know. We you started from the bottom. Now we're here. I was just going to say that. Like we started with uh, uh, circling around one iPhone on Michelle's floor. My Yeti. It was a Yeti, actually. And then, yeah, and then the we, we moved up to the Yeti Mike. and first season of one trail you're like we're just here with our yeti mic doing our thing it's so cute <laughs> well thank you so much well, really from the bottom of our hearts it means uh so much that you decided to stick with us and we love that you're a patron um i know a bunch of our patrons are looking for you in the discord chat no pressure there <laughs> i know they're asking like where's will like, where's oh, will clearing up i think i'll be able to do it next week absolutely oh, cool. we look forward to it no pressure um yeah. but we would love your take over there because we have so much fun and um i'm sure they they're looking for you so thank you Sounds again good. will and um have a good night thanks will i mean just- I love him so much. He's so good. He's so great. I mean, just so insightful. He's so well-spoken. So well-spoken. Just just great. Okay, so we're going to go into some trivia. Not much in this episode, but it received a 7.6 on IMDb. The episode title is based off the movie Goodbye Lennon, which I thought it would be something else. I don't Goodbye, know. Goodbye, Toby. <laughs> it's been nice. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love that episode. Me too. Um, there is one goof when the beginning credits are rolling and Blair and her two minions are walking and carrying folders in the far shot. Blair is holding green folders and the girl next to her is holding red folders. And when the camera goes to close shot, Blair is talking to Serena and she's holding red folders and one of her minions is holding the green folders. So hmm. Little continuity. We had some music by Far East Movement, Das Pop, Kanye West, Tokyo Police Club, Buva, Mikey Jukebox, and the Broken Remotes. All right, some fashion. I had five headbands this I had episode. Three. 
Uh, Jess also had three. I don't know if I was seeing things or what, but you guys let me know. Maybe I made this number up. Maybe my, I had a typo in my notes, but I got five. <laughs> I mean, I know the two minions specifically had them, and then she had a different one when she saw Chuck, and then maybe that's, that was that's it. The three maybe I that had. was it. I'm trying to think if there was any others. Um, maybe I'm confusing my notes with next week's or something. Um, I didn't, I was telling Michelle, I didn't love any fashion that much until maybe like the next day in the episode where everyone kind of got dressed up. I did like uh, Serena's yellow top in the beginning with the shorts. I thought Jess it was also liked that. I don't, something about it didn't really, didn't strike didn't me. Didn't speak to you. Didn't speak to me, exactly. Um, I did like Vanessa's hair half up, half down. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Uh, Rufus and Apollo, he looked pretty cute. What's up, Ruf? What up, Rufy? I did not love the front of Juliet's like cream dress, but the back was cute at the Hamilton house. Yeah, I don't like her fashion at all. She's just... wearing that like dull champagne washed out color in every scene. I just feel like her outfits are dated. Yeah, same. And, I mean, they're all dated, I guess, at this point, right? right. But And then, I don't know, it just... Mm-mm. Right, yeah. Not I'm, I'm not a fan of hers either. I did like Blair's navy dress yeah. at the party. And I like Serena's dress at the party. Gorgeous. Yeah. And that's really much all I had. Yeah, that's you? all I had too. Yeah, not much. Oh, I like Serena's shoes with that dress. The red mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah, I like that too. Um, what about some quotes? We should double. <laughs> I have that too. Uh, Chuck is allergic to education and bettering himself. You can't be here. Columbia is mine. I took a page in the old Humphrey playbook and we just talked and played Scrabble. <laughs> we were here first. Damn him to hell. Do you really want a list? Because I don't have that kind of time. We can't let the men of our past define us. This one is cringy, but I laughed. I almost forgot how much I enjoyed your pie. Oh, I know. Barf, barf, barf. <laughs> uh, Bass Five Hurricane. Oh, my God. You students are psychotic. <laughs> yeah, I have it too. I said civilized, not lobotomized. College is just high school with more expensive books. Yeah. It's better not to know plausible liability. And um, I also loved, uh, yeah, yeah, I missed you too. No hugs when Nate says that to you, Patch. MVP and shittiest? It's Hard. Tough. tough, tough, tough one. Um, I have my MVP and then I have a blue ribbon. Oh, I have one MVP and I really had to scan hard. Yeah, same. I did too. Ready? Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one, Rufus. Rufus. Hey. <laughs> but my blue ribbon was to the dean. I was like, "Yes, honey." Oh, it- good yes. one, good one, good one. Um, I picked Rufus because I felt like he was the only sound advice as usual in the episode, and everyone also- else was shitty. Yeah, and also thank you for speaking up and saying something to your son, right? Giving him good advice, which he seems to not want to take over and over again. Yeah. But at least he was trying. Um, Letitia and Jess picked Chuck, and Vic picked Serena. She felt like she felt bad for her, again, like us in this episode, and she was happy to see her, you know. Do we have, like, a feel bad award? Because that sure. would go to Serena. Yeah, let's have a feel bad award. Because I feel that those aren't given out. I usually don't feel bad for anybody in this show. Same, yeah. I felt for you, Serena. Is Mike happy about this? It's not a Sag thing, but it's a Serena thing, so here you go. I'm sure he is happy about it. Yeah, he yeah. was cracking me up in the Discord saying, he's like, when I was listening to this episode, <laughs> Michelle said, Mike knows what my face is like, and I knew it. <laughs> cracking me up. 
<laughs> um, shittiest. Yeah. 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 Three, two, one, Juliet. Yeah. Mike, Vic, and Tish also agreed, but then Tish actually, I'm sorry, Mike, Vic, and Jess agreed. Tish picked Vanessa, Vanessa. for allowing Juliet to manipulate her and stooping to the level of that. Definitely. Desperate times call for desperate exactly. measures. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's time for a Betty of the Week. Betty of the Week. They were total, they were total, they were total, they were total. You're a total Betty. So this week, I'm super excited because we received a new patron. Actually, we've received two new patrons on the network. Um, The one I want to shout out this week is Katie. She sent us a really sweet message on Patreon, which I'm just going to sum up. She was mentioning uh, that she listened to our network all of our podcasts for about a year now. She started with Let's Talk OC and is now listening to Three Gossip Girls as well as Tree Hill Talk. And she's seen all the shows we podcast about numerous times and loved hearing our first time views of the shows. Um, Of the three, her ranking would be One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, and then The OC. She says, hot take, I know. (laughs) Um. She had a question about Gossip Girl. She says, I know Liz hasn't seen the whole series. How far ahead is she watching in advance? So um, I figured I'd just answer this in case anyone else is wondering. So um, I usually watch two to three at a time. Usually two. So I'll watch watch the episode. Then a couple days later, I'll watch the episode again, take my notes, and then go into the next episode to get my three gossip words. And then I watch it one more time, and then I watch it with Michelle. So it's, you know, actually, I'm sorry. I don't watch it one more time before I watch it with Michelle. I watch it with Michelle. So I generally, depending on the night and how much time I have, will watch at least two, if not three episodes so I know about three episodes from now what's going to happen. But as far as the end of the season, I know bits and pieces of things that happen from now until the end of the show. I don't know when they happen. So if that answers your question, um, Katie's actually also excited for Friday Night Lights because she's seen that show twice and she plans to watch along again with us. Yay. And I nicknamed her Katie Baby. I don't know why. Katie Baby. It just spoke to me. Um, I guess because her last name starts with a B and she's also blonde. And I was like, she's cutie little blonde. But I didn't want to call her Blondie because I didn't want to offend her. But also Blondie's kind of cute. So Katie, you let me know. You let me know if you like Katie Baby or if you like Blondie. You let me know. <laughs> These nicknames are touch and go. It's like, I don't want to insult, but this I is know. really cute. And hopefully you like. And if you don't, you let us know. I mean, but does that not mean in a nutshell? Like, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> yeah, of course. I want to speak my piece, but I don't want to offend anyone. Right, so no. let me know. I don't want to offend you. No, no, so. no. Never. That is uh, my spiel, Katie. But thank you so much for joining the network. We're super excited to have you here. And um, we're hoping to get to know you a little bit more. Thank you. Okay. Title for next week and my three gossip words. So she's flipping the page. She's ready to take some notes. Okay. So the title for next week, which is a dead giveaway of what is going to be in the episode, is titled Easy J. So she's smiling because she knows that it's Jenny-centric, right? When did I 
predict Jenny was coming back? Seven. So you were super close. Wow. That's why I was, when you said seven, I was like, okay, that's six. But you were really damn close. Wow. My three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Visiting. Professor. Gun. Gun? <laughs> Sorry. Gun? I just left. I was like... <laughs> okay yeah, okay so take right. it away michelle <laughs> jenny is visiting as we know she's coming back easy J. uh she's visiting not only because uh she hasn't seen her family in a while brother and dad and eric and lily and <laughs> all, all the them, whole but also this whole parson situation now okay jenny is a junior now Oh, that's a good question. Wasn't um, she a sophomore? She's 16, right? Is everybody screaming right now? I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. She's 16, I think, on the verge of potentially being 17. So this is just, I guess, to get her... Which, which she's taking courses. Yes. She's trying to get into taking courses with Chuck's trying to help. Right. I guess, is this supposed to be like, we're good now. Everyone can forgive Chuck. Because Chuck and Jenny are friends. Or so, what else could it be? Who would Blair not want to come back to the city? Well, of course. Yeah. Jenny. <laughs> right. But yes. But it's, it a, could du- be it's a, double a double meaning. Mm-hmm. Right. Professor. Okay. So this could go with Serena having to deal with the professor, this whole situation. But also, I feel like we wrapped that up because they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we believe it, you know. Or this can go even further with Juliet. Or this could also go with Blair and Chuck working on another professor and how to manipulate the situation. And Gun has to do with Ben. (laughs) She's she's staring at me. She's just smiling and staring at her. She's like, hello? (laughs) It's like frozen in time. Maybe Juliet's going to get into a situation with a gun and Nate or Nate is going to find a gun Hold up. Where is Juliet staying? Isn't she out of the apartment? Mm. Liz is blinking very hard. Liz's facial expressions are like killing me. I know where she is. (laughs) Actually, well, sort of, yeah. Well, okay, so she has been sleep. Now she's sleeping at Nate's. I guess so, which is how convenient for her. Well, how convenient that this all worked out because now I have a place to stay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Nate's going to be like, you're my priority. And, like, we're totally meant to be right now. (sighs) And let's just, but. I think there's going to be a gun or a situation in her bag or in the room. And really, we're going to go there? I mean, we got to take out Serena, but not like take her (laughs) out. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That would suck. (laughs) Yeah, but she doesn't see it coming. So those are my predictions. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Until next week with that, uh, I am laughing so hard inside. I'm so excited to... uh, and we have Adrian with us, to right? To hear you, yes. So our friend Adrian, our boss bitch from Fempower Media slash She's So Cool podcast will be joining us next week. So make sure you send her some questions because she's going to be excited to answer them. She has seen all of Gossip Girl and uh, she's excited to talk with us and we're so excited to have her on the podcast. I love her so much. So, so much. She's yeah. great. Um, she'll be joining us. So again, make sure to send her some questions. And uh, thank you everyone 
always for listening. If you haven't already done so, I strongly urge you, please go over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you're enjoying this show, maybe five stars would be awesome. Also, thank you to Will again for joining us. Always a pleasure. And uh, as we said, next week, Easy J with Adrian. So we will see you then. If you're listening to After Dark, just wait until after the credits. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Gossip Girls. After Dark. After dark. dark. Here we go. Everyone had the same fucking questions. Jess, Mike, and Tish all questioned Dan's motives for allowing those STD posts to go on Gossip Girl. So does this... And he looks surprised. Well, does everyone think that, you know, the same thing I'm thinking of like, oh my gosh, we didn't moderate this and now it is an open forum situation and you can post whatever you want. And so... He was genuinely surprised, surprised to see to this. See like, oh, shit, I better do some recall on my well, gossip Right, girl. that's what Tish said. She still thinks it's a server that he kind of just, like, filters through and maybe it's something he missed or it just, he couldn't stop it because if he did, maybe it would look obvious. Right, I, I really think you know? he just set this up and now it's kind of like set it and forget it. Exactly. Set it and forget it. Whatever happens, he's just as surprised as everyone else. Right. Uh, Mike adds that maybe he wanted it to come out to make Vanessa think he did sleep with Serena so that she'd break up with him first. Whoa, that is so convoluted. It's so convoluted, but also like subconsciously kind of makes a little sense. He clearly, to me, keeps telling Vanessa over and over again, I love you, I love you, I love you. But like, t- I'm watching you and your blank stare like I don't feel it. So maybe you do want Vanessa to break up with you because it's easier if she breaks up with you. But then it ended up he had to do it anyway. I just don't feel that connection. I just don't no, feel don't. like he's in it at all. But do you think he's that shitty of a human? <sighs> I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> or or really just don't. so down on it that this is the only option he sees and he's like kind of depressed and this right. is the way it has to go yeah i it's wow. very possible it's it sucks you know but i feel mm. it could happen um tish also says she's confused as to why padge would then damage his relationship with serena like so, so damaging her world with this rumor and then also putting his relationship with vanessa at jeopardy which we just talked about but like he, he he either, again, doesn't have con- control over it and doesn't stop these things, or he literally is like, this is the world I made, so I can't, like, you know, Serena got caught up with this. I'm not going to stop it. Nate's dating the shady bitch. I'm not going to stop it. Like, I'm not going to stop anything, even though I know everything. It's got to be a server. It's shit. It has to be a server. Because then you're a really fucking shitty person. That you find out all this stuff about your friends and you still tell the world anyway. And also you made this commitment to who? Yourself? Yourself. And the goss and Columbia at this point, you know, because nobody else gives a shit besides Columbia. It's right. a very small little circle. And even all the stuff like, okay, Jenny's coming back, right? And so you know the gossip girl is going to be blowing up with Jenny. Yeah. Why would Padge put down his sister? Right. Why would he put his sister at risk? I mean, I'm just assuming this is what's going to happen. So that's what leads me to think there has to be, it has to be a server. It has to be. And he's way too... He's way too involved in his own life to even check it and see what's happening with it. Or maybe... Maybe, you know, when he was taking care of Milo and he ran some updates. Maybe he gave someone a mod. Like, here you go. Yeah. Take control. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it's the only explanation. It really is. Until he explains himself. Until he explains himself, which is going to be a long time from now. But it does, it, it doesn't, it makes sense if we talk it out, but I don't know if they fully thought this out. How could just they yet, not? You know? How could they not? This is what I would talk about in the writer's room. Right. I would have my whiteboard up and my string and be like, okay, this is how we have to do this. <laughs> right. Let's, but again, we keep getting these mixed stories of who they actually, some say it was him all along. Some say it was right. Eric, but that's not confirmed. Like not, then it is confirmed right. that it was him. I know. It's really difficult. And I'm. Maybe I should dive into it a little bit more. But I feel like people, our listeners, lovely listeners, have sent us articles. Right, They've and they've done the diving. They have. So it's like kind of. No, that picked up my. I don't know, but uh, we're almost boys done. boys are fighting <laughs> badly, pinned up against the uh, door. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot of heavy, loving, gossip girl people that would know these type of things. So. The fact that it's kind of up in the air still is concerning that they were truly, there was no set in stone of anything. Right. But as we know, you know, the books, this wasn't an issue. This wasn't a thing. So it was something that they said, okay, we're going to make this an element of our show. And it's like, well, why would you do that if you really truly weren't going to like make it this like full throttle thing that like you would need to have a whiteboard of every single little detail but that's just how we would do it like shanna said sweet shanak shan <laughs> said don't worry about don't it don't worry about it's it it's not a big deal but it don't is a big deal it. i say i have a broken record it is a big deal i can't <laughs> let it it's a dope pickle <laughs> it's a dope pickle it is i know it's hard it's it's hard to wrap your brain around but then it's like you just need to take a sip, step back and sit and watch it and be like, ah, this is a ridiculous show and I'm just going to enjoy it for each week what it is and not think too much into it, even though our podcast is literally about talking about this it. This is what we do, though. Yeah, we dissect every little unnecessary detail of the show. I mean, hence One Tree Hill, Where's Royal? We still can't let that go. You think we're going to let this go? This is like something that's confirmed on the show and we have many questions. So <laughs> it's it's not going to look good uh, for this podcast. You guys are going to be like, oh my God, again, they're talking about this. Where the fuck is Royal? Where is Royal? Here we go. The red button was the red pushed. Button. I know. But really, <laughs> come on. I know. I think we me- we did message Simon about this, right? Yeah, but Simon like, was like, never- oh, let me look into it. We're like, you've never noticed this. <laughs> I didn't notice. When people say they, oh, we totally forgot because I was wrapped up in everyone else's storyline, which like valid, but he comes in and then never comes. We never get explanation <laughs> over the Karen situation. I know. I know. <laughs> we still can't let it go. Oh, poor Ingrid. She was like. Such Ingrid. a state. She was so. She's like, oh, you guys gotta let it go. <laughs> Still to this day, five years later, we can't, can't let, let it, it go. go. But can't um, let it go. We can let tonight go though, and sign out. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for getting this far, and uh, we will talk to you guys in the next episode with Adrian. Yay! Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls. You can find us on all social media platforms at 3 Gossip Girls Pod or at 3 Gossip Girls Pod at gmail.com. This has been a Total Betty Media podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. <laughs> <laughs>